0: Hi friends, I'm Olivia, I'm Rod, and you're listening to Just One More Thing from Sunrise Church. Welcome everyone to another episode of Just One More Thing from Sunrise Church. In today's episode, we are covering the August 27th sermon titled, To Avoid Being Excited. And let me start there. Why did you choose that for this sermon's title?
1: Well, I worked for days, literally, on trying to come up with a title that would connect with people, connect to the passage, and uh, actually, uh, I consulted Cameron on this, and, and he and I batted some ideas around. What I was going after there was the scoffers themselves. I don't think we can fully appreciate the degree to which they were held in esteem, and what Peter was trying to do he had talked in chapter Two about false teachers coming in among you. And one of the things that false teachers do is they rise in prominence. They claim to have knowledge, and uh, you know that the rest of us don't have. And uh, they're living lifestyles, uh, what Peter says, mentions in chapter two, that are very worldly. And so, when I said to avoid being excited, sometimes emotionally we can get excited about being around someone. And we will even sacrifice our own values and thoughts, what we know to be right, in order to be around those people. And it starts small at first, but it grows over time. So, that's what I was talking about. You know, uh, don't follow after these false teachers based on emotion. Be clear headed, think soberly, and Discern what you're hearing and what they're saying with the Word of God. So that's why I came up with uh, to avoid being excited. Plus, it rhymed with to avoid being gaslighted and blindsided, and all of the other ones in this in this series on Second Peter. Because I think Second Peter is warning of things to avoid. And uh, in next week's message, he's going to say, you know, here's what to avoid and here's what to embrace. So to avoid being excited, I thought it worked.
0: Going from that to avoid being excited, you also used a video clip from a show called The Night Agent or Night Agent. Can you talk a little bit about why you chose that clip and how that worked into this? Because it was very brief. It was a very— 39 seconds. It was a very short clip. So how did that— work into this sermon.
1: And most people would not know the context of that, but here's what I was trying to convey with that. You have someone you don't know who this person is in the car in the back seat of the car being chauffeured around and the person who is calling him is a secret service agent and he is sworn to protect the president of the United States, but he is uh, a part of a coup that's taking place. And he's questioning whether he has done the right thing or not, because he's bought into these ideas that this person in back of the car has put out there. And he he thought he was doing what was what was right. And yet he he questions himself in the phone call. He's given him a status update. And the guy in the car says this, I'll be right there. I'll be right with you. And the very next scene, you see him getting on a plane and he is only looking out for himself. And I thought that was a perfect picture of what happens with these false teachers. They say, I'll suffer the consequences with you. I'm going to stand with you, but they're gone. As, As soon as they can get out of Dodge, they are gone and they have wreaked havoc and they've destroyed the spiritual lives of others. And they have stolen from them, the hope that Peter wants us to have that, that God's in control of this. So that's what I was trying to communicate through that very quick clip, what it means to be a scoffer and the impact of uh, what scoffers can do and, and where their allegiance really lies. It lies with themselves. That's who their allegiance is. It's not to God. It's not to others. It is strictly to themselves.
0: So in 2 Peter 3, verse 9, he talks about God is patient for your sake, because he's not willing for any to perish, but that all would come to repentance. In the sermon, you were applying the sentence further, not really...
1: Not really interpreting it as much as applying it to where people are, because I wanted people to know the heart of God. And I think that is consistent in that passage.
0: The heart of God being that he doesn't delight in destruction.
1: That's correct.
0: But... I think there's some clarifying points that we can make on the verse itself. So, for example, what does repentance refer to in 2 Peter 3, 9? This, of course, from our view, this is not faith or salvation.
1: It's turning from their sins. Like Nineveh, they turn from their their sins. doesn't mean they turn to God. It's just a recognition that they have done wrong, they've, they've sinned, and they might think they've sinned against God, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're asking God to be their personal Savior.
0: Not necessarily become believers. They just recognize that certain things they should no longer do.
1: Yes. and th- But this verse is used that way. But I think there are other passages that make that much clearer. But in the context of this this passage, he's talking about God's judgment.
0: With that, too, when we talk about judgment, the passage also mentions the word Perish. Now, some people look at perish and they see eternal condemnation in that. How is perish used in this sense?
1: In the same way it's used just three verses earlier in 6 when it talks about death, the physical death that happened to the world due to God's judgment. It says, And that by means of these, the world that then existed was deluged with water and perished. The physical world went away it died and so god is not willing that any should die there's this quantity of evil and there's a breaking point of evil where people can't go back for god to allow this to continue it would it would defy his his love and mercy you know i wonder sometimes if we in america are getting to that point to where how much longer, and people have said this, can God allow what's going on to continue? There comes a point where God says, that's it, that's enough. And he says, if all, not if just individuals, but if all come to realization that, no, this is wrong, this is putting us on a pathway of death and destruction, and they repent, then God withholds that judgment. But eventually it will fill up because of humanity. And so God has been very patient with humanity. God's bucket to hold evil is much bigger than my bucket or than humanity's bucket. And so therefore, when, when the destruction comes, when the judgment comes, people can't say, hey, God, you didn't, you didn't give me enough time. He's given them all the time. He's given humanity all the time. And he's going to come back and make things right. Somebody asked me, why didn't you specifically talk about the day of the Lord? We'll talk about that next week. But I was trying to follow the argument. I wanted the congregation to see the argument that Peter's making to the scoffers.
0: Yeah, and I think it's important, especially in this passage that for some of us is very familiar in an eschatological context, to see it in the context of the book with which it was written, in the original letter. How does this fit in the story? that Peter is telling, the warnings he's giving them.
1: Yeah, because what the scoffers are trying to steal is their hope. He's trying to take away their hope. The God has deserted them. The God's not going to act. So you might as well live for today, drink and be merry, and you know live any way you want to because there are no consequences to that. But God tells us to put our hope on things above. He's given us a future. He's given us those promises. And if we can't believe God's promise in coming back and fixing, making things right, in judging, then how can we believe any promises that he's given us? And so at the heart of it, Peter is is addressing this because their hope is being stolen by these false teachers.
0: It'll be interesting to see this next part in 2 Peter 3.10, which is a very eschatological passage To see how that fits into the context of what Peter is writing. So thanks for breaking that down. And thank you all for listening to another episode of Just One More Thing from Sunrise Church.